All right. Um, hello and welcome to our very special Super Bowl episode. Super Bowl Sunday. Here oh, we are. Oh my God. You guys, I have to go because I love the game. Football is life. We got the quarterback, nickelback, front line, back line, sideline, <laughs> the referee. I've got it all top to bottom uh, sports fan. What about your defense? Uh, what about it? My play is all offense. There's no defense needed. My playbook is worth many coins. <laughs> <laughs> you fool. Without a defense, you have opened yourself up to my ultimate attack. Touchdown, Rumble! <laughs> no, you get away from my goalie. I'm going to dive in. I save my goalie. I take the hit. I am killed. I die in the ref's arms as he weeps for me. And thousands of footballs are just pouring into your end zone. And without any defense, there's no way your single frail body can stop them. Don't cry, ref. I'm so cold. Look after my son. (laughs) Let's play D&D. I'm Kat, and I am your DM. Hi, I'm Sophia, and I play Laika, a tiefling paladin, and I'm level four. I'm Caitlin, and I play Corbin, who is a human druid, also level four. Uh, and I'm your sweet baby brother, Fram, <laughs> and I am a water genasi wizard, and um, plot twist, I'm at level 14. What? <sighs> That's right. I picked up 10 levels while you guys were in the bathroom. Nice. Mm. Good. I'm glad you I'll never go to the bathroom again. (laughs) Please do. Never. You know, zero waste machine. Perfect machine. Yeah, I am a perfect machine. Thank you. All right. So last time we played D&D, you guys went through the... What basically amounted to the secret back door of the temple, uh, faced a bunch of traps to get up the back way. You ran into that, that poor hobbit attendant that you uh, terrified in earlier episodes. Mm, hobbit? Halfling. <laughs> Halfling. Those, those are extremely different. Very different. <laughs> don't, don't come after me in my sleep, uh, the estate of J.R. Stay away, it's a halfling. Um, so that poor halfling attendant, uh, she told you that the goddess was back. Uh, you went upstairs to, you know, try and, uh, see what was up. Go see your main bro, the goddess, I guess. And you found Cecilia sitting by her side while she slept. Very creepy. Did Very- not like. So, yeah, so um, the goddess, uh, sits up and sign- signed to you, I think we should talk. And as soon as she signs that, she goes completely rigid and she falls back asleep just like down sack of potatoes and what (laughs) falls down like a sack of potatoes that's a thing narcolepsy also a thing um narcolepsy um affects one goddess in estra every year (laughs) wow that's there's only one in estra i know 100 percent of goddesses are affected (laughs) so the goddess uh she falls 
dead back asleep, and Cecilia said, No, I think it's time that we talk. Pass. Boo. I see that you've uh, been up to quite a lot while we were having our... Hmm, how shall I put this delicately? We were resting in the forest temple. So I immediately ignore her and run to the goddess and try to wake her up. Oh, she is out cold. She is not responding in any way. She's she's limp. Mm-hmm. And she actually feels, she feels really, like, cold in your hands. Mm-hmm. I pull her eyes, her eyelid open. Uh, it's, you know, her eyes are rolled back. She is out. Um, I say, what did you do to the goddess? <laughs> Don't worry. She'll, she'll be fine. She's just sleeping. She needs her rest. She is very weak. Have you seen like a dead body versus a sleeping person? Because there's there's a big difference. Don't worry. I would not kill the goddess yet. What? <laughs> um. So I like take my spellbook out and I'm ready to fucking party. <laughs> Wait. Don't bother, please. This gambit. And she stands as she says, This gambit has run its course, and we're ready to withdraw. You won't have a fight from me. Not if we all just act calmly. What gambit? Who are you working for? I've never acted rationally in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you cannot truly be asking me who I'm working for, considering all of the... (laughs) Amazing detective work you've done in these past couple of days. All right, is it really very rude? <laughs> Do I really have to spell it out for you? I, I can't read. So, <laughs> how is Torva spelled? Is there an H at the end or no H? Are there two R's or one? Is the V silent? <laughs> Is there any other silent letters? <laughs> and do they spell out the word betrayal? Is there a silent K is in the word knife? <laughs> in my back. <laughs> I'm sorry, that didn't I didn't follow through very well on that one. It was flawless. <laughs> Thank you. You were all such excellent choices. And she sort of paces away from the bed and goes to look out the window. Did you never wonder why? Why are we only serving one goddess? There are dozens of beings equally or more powerful in this world, and yet here we are, trapped, given no choice but to worship one ruler that we never chose. We're descended from people who were trapped in the forest. Why should we live like this? Read a book. Everybody else died. Also, from my understanding, the goddess has always supported freedom of religion and is cool with whatever you want to believe. Oh, well. And Cecilia looks back and she looks over her shoulder at the, the goddess's unconscious form and she says, She certainly is, I suppose. <sighs> what does that mean? It means, well, this body of hers, it's simply not her best work, is it? Can't speak? Prone to these fainting spells so sad disappears for days on end and no one knows where she goes just a tragic turn of events are you sure you don't have uh, something to do with those disappearances (laughs) 
You may be smarter than I gave you credit for. Thanks, it's pretty obvious. (laughs) (laughs) This took... She turns around and walks back to the bed and sits... She sits down next to the goddess and it's very creepy, but very loving. And she, like, strokes the goddess's face and says, This was so many years of planning coming to fruition. An imperfect vessel, contaminated from the start. She never was good at tying up loose ends. She stands back up and looks at you and says, Luckily I am. Now, please, what do you wish to know from me? My time here is growing short and I don't want to overstay my welcome. What did you do to the last goddess? Well, you've been looking into her, haven't you? The vessel, the escaped one, the shapeshifter. Now, what do you think? we could do with the shapeshifter. Uh, impersonate the goddess? <laughs> so small-minded. The goddess must choose a father for her new vessel. Um, Ew. Gross. So this nasty. is a child of both? Contaminated, like I said. A pure human vessel is the only way for... Uh, It's too complicated to explain. I won't waste my time or yours trying to hmm, dumb it down for you. Why did you decide to work with Cordelia? (laughs) Cordelia? Well, I think maybe it's time that you meet her. So as she's talking, uh, the shadows start, they just start to shiver at the edges and as you notice this and you look at the shadows and you sort of concentrate on you, you see that they're they're sort of becoming tar-like. And Cecilia looks over to her right, and these tar-like masses are piling on top of each other next to her, and they form up into the shape of Cordelia. And she's standing there and her veil is finally pulled aside, and you guys can see there's just no face. There's nothing. There's not there's not even like the outline of a face. It's just you look in and it's pure inky blackness. And then it starts to bubble and boil and a face forms out of it. And it's this half-elf woman. And she's got bronze skin and bright blue eyes. And Fran, you recognize her. What? It's Alonia. It's your mentor. Uh... <laughs> and she smiles at you and then her face changes again. And this time it's an old human man with a bushy mustache And then it changes again, and it's that halfling attendant that you guys scared super badly. And then it changes again, and she... It's it's not human for a second, and then it forms into something else. And then she throws her head back and laughs, and their face changes to one you've never seen before, of a man um, with... He's got just bright golden hair and this reddish coppery skin and when he smiles at you his teeth are like pieces of obsidian in his mouth and he says to you good luck children and it's like a thousand voices all echoing off the walls and they echo inside of you it's like you're standing inside of a bell and you have to cover your ears and squeeze your eyes shut the voice just grows so loud and it's inside of you it's inside every empty space echoing off of you 
and it hurts so badly, like nothing you felt before, like you're being consumed by a thousand fires. And then it's gone, and you open your eyes, and he and Cecilia are gone. Is the goddess there? Yeah, she's still there. I'm on the floor crying. I peed my (laughs) pants. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, what do you guys want to do? (sighs) Is the goddess awake now? You can go check. Yeah, let's check on the goddess. I crawl from my position on the floor uh, to the side of her bed, and I pull myself up, and I take her pulse. She's alive. She's breathing. And actually, as soon as you touch her, her skin becomes warm to the touch again, and she opens her eyes and takes a deep breath in. She looks up at you guys and, like, clearly very scared, very confused. She does not know what's going on. And she signs to you guys, what what happened? Uh, I start checking around the room to see if there's any signs of uh, the disappeared people. And I will roll a perception check for that. Okay. And uh, while you're looking around, Fran, she signs out, where's Cecilia? Where where did Cecilia go? Where's Cordelia? What are you guys doing here? Well, I hope they're dead, but I doubt it. (laughs) I hope they're dead, too. Um, I got a 13. 13? No, you don't find any trace of them. You do find that uh, the door is slightly ajar, so they clearly just, like, they walked out the door. (laughs) (laughs) But when you open the door to look out down the hallway, there's nothing. There's no one there. Okay, um, I am going to look out the window. Sure, yeah, uh, you look out the window and it's still nothing. There's no one, there's just the normal guards milling about, some attendants. I mean, not many people are about, it's nighttime, you know. But we can see out the windows? Yeah, they're they're visible, they're opaque from the outside, but. You said that we can't see out the windows in every room except the goddess's room. Yeah, and you're in the goddess's yeah, room. So, which yeah, which is fine, but mm-hmm. I just am noting that. <laughs> so goddess can see out her damn windows. Yep, yeah, she can, actually. So Nobody else can. In our rooms, can we not see out our own windows? No. That's an interesting what the hell are they there for? Weird feature. Well, it's a let in natural light. <sighs> but it is, that is an interesting feature of the temple is that the only person who can see out of it is the goddess. Um, Suspicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, up. Cecilia did make some points that who elected this goddess to rule? Um, the fire that burned the world below last <laughs> year. Yeah, I told her to read a book. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, you know, the goddess is, she signs to you, what is going on? I... You were here, they were here, and then what happened? So I think we should just tell her what happened and that we found out that probably she's a daughter of either Vioni yeah, or Torva. She needs to know it all at once. Let's Well, let's sit down, we'll have a cup of tea, we'll we'll just hash it out. You right. wanna like order some tea from room service? No, I don't trust the person who brings the tea. No. I go, is there a teapot in the room? Uh, yeah, actually, there is. There's I, a little, like, a uh, tea station. I go make some tea. Oh, Corbin okay. goes and he makes some famous Crow Clan tea. It tastes like shit. <laughs> I'm going to go do that. <laughs> All right. I clean myself up in the bathroom because yeah. I peed my pants. So. You, did, you did do that. So are you, is that not something you normally do as a dog? No, but when I have very sensitive ears as a wolf oh, lady, yeah. tiefling. Right. So when I hear like a screaming loud right. noise that shakes my very soul. It's, and your bowels. My bowels just yeah. 
loose. All right. Well, that's a new report. So I, wait. It was number, was it number one and number two or was it number one only? You know what? A uh, lady never loses her vowels and tails. <laughs> that's fair. So do you, oh, man. Let's start one thing at a time. So you guys want to tell her about the, uh, about Cecilia and Cordelia. I don't really know how to ex- explain this. Um, well, basically, your attendants are working for Torva and or Vioni. It's a little unclear to me. Uh, Cordelia is a shapeshifter. She was the escaped vessel of Vioni. And it's very likely that probably sh- she's she's your dad. What? That's weird to say, but <laughs> she's your dad and a really bad dad. And I'm really sorry. She- Worst father award of the year. And we're going to kill her. We're going to kill them. Don't worry about it. We're your guardians. This is what we signed up for. You know, we think you're great. And fuck those guys. I come over with the tea and I hand it to her. She takes the tea and she's she really considers this. And then she sets the tea down and she signs to you. What have you learned? Lay it all out for me. Are you just going off of her word? What do you know? We know she is the vessel of Vioni. We just saw her shapeshift into a horrible monster, and it was very traumatizing for all of us. <laughs> and we also know that you've been leaving through a passageway into the forest, and you disappeared, and that's something that she said you were at the forest temple, but I'm guessing you probably weren't. I don't know where I was, she signs to you. I, I don't remember. I've been here. I thought... What what day is it? It's Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been gone for two days? It's... <laughs> We're rolling with it. It's Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> the ancient they festival. love football on Estra. <laughs> As we all know, the Super Bowl is held the day before the Festival of Lights, and we make a super big bowl. Yes, a big bowl of ice cream that everybody in town eats. (laughs) The Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I'm surprised you knew about that, Laika, because you're not exactly familiar with mortal culture. I love sports. I love the ice cream sports. We have um, a version of it that we play in the woods. Oh, wow. I've gone to that a couple times. It's quite fun. How did we not meet, my friend? Dumb bad luck. (laughs) So I... I've been gone for two days? Where? And she she keeps like sort of half forming signs, but none of them mean anything. It's she like she's looking for words. She doesn't mm. have any. She doesn't know what to say. Um, I say, do you or someone you know suffer from narcolepsy? <laughs> because one goddess every year is affected in Estra. And we saw you pass out and turn cold like a dead body. She shakes her head slowly. No, no. But sometimes I, I have fainting spells. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are they always when your attendants are around? Well, my attendants have always been around. They've always been with me. They said I was sick. They said that because this body was created so fast, they said that it was fragile and weak. Well, you're not weak. Oh, yes. You're, she, you're quite strong. 
I think we should go see the great animals and bring the goddess with. At this point, they probably have an idea of what we should do. The goddess, she nods and she gets up out of bed. She pauses and she looks like she's about to pass out again. Dexterity save? Yeah, dexterity save. See if you catch her. I got an eight. I got it. Okay, well, Laika, you attempt to catch her and sort of like, just sort of end up dropping her more. And then Fran, you swoop in, save the day, like (laughs) Princess princess Bride, you know, the full like Mm -hmm. swooning catch. Uh. Uh, And her eyes open back up again. She takes a deep breath and she gets back to her feet. Then she signs, let's go. Wait, wait, wait. I think that you should drink that tea first. I, I did make it, especially for you. First, we drink the tea and we take a short rest. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, you guys drink the tea and goddess, like, gets dressed. Cool. <laughs> gets ready. So while the goddess is getting ready and I'm drinking my tea and creepily watching, I guess, I don't know what I'm, why I'm, what's going on here I mean, how the this scene do- is playing out. The goddess doesn't have much of a sense of privacy. She's been waited on hand and foot her mm-hmm. whole life, like... I do have a sense of privacy, so I'm, like, kind of avoiding looking at her, and I, like, feel really weird. Mm-hmm. I'm extremely curious, and I'm, like, sniffing around her stuff. <laughs> I'm just, like, s- avoiding eye contact with really wide eyes, and I say, I was just wondering, do you have any memories from any of your past lives? She doesn't respond for a long time, and then she signs, No. Isn't that unusual? Yes. Well. (laughs) Subtle. Very subtle, Fred. I just, like, go stand in the corner facing the corner. (laughs) Because I can't tolerate this. I say, hey, neither do I. (laughs) The goddess laughs laughs at that. Okay. I start hitting my head against the wall. (laughs) Do you need some tea, Fred? I don't know what you're talking about. I bring you some tea. I <laughs> I gulp it down in one swallow. Good call. It burns. <laughs> so, what is traditional for the passing on of memories? What? How? How does the process of becoming the vessel of the goddess work? She signs to you. I I don't know much about it. They said that I would be able to learn when the time came, which hopefully won't be till I'm quite old, but I know I'm supposed to remember. I know I'm supposed to have these memories of all of the lives that I've lived before because I'm supposed to be living one life, but I don't remember anything. And Cecilia and Cordelia said I shouldn't tell anyone that, that I should just keep on pretending that it's okay that I remember that I'm the same as I've always been, but I don't, I don't know how I've always been. Well, they've definitely lied to you. I can, I can for sure say that. <laughs> I start hitting my head again, because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard someone say to someone who is distraught. <laughs> I don't know about human emotions. <laughs> I'm a crow. <laughs> What else have they told you? Have have you ever noticed anything weird? Like, especially about Cordelia, do you have any memory of being taken to a place that was unfamiliar to you or, or leaving uh, the city of Estra? 
You know, actually, I'm going to roll for this. What does she remember? Okay. She sh shakes her head. When I think, I, I remember the forest sometimes. I remember that I lose days. I thought it was just another symptom. Something else that was wrong with me. I didn't think that they would, but... And she, she stops signing. She can't bring herself to say that these two women who have basically raised her, like, those attendants have been her main attendants with her every single day of her life. That they've been working against her this whole time. And she's having some trouble processing that. We we need a group hug. Mm-hmm. You know, group, group hug? Group hug. Group hug, friend. You're going to have to grapple me into the group I hug. I will grapple you. I right. contest. Is this like a, a group strength What's, roll? Yeah, what are we rolling for? Uh, no, we're just rolling hug skills. Can right? we add proficiency if we're proficient in hugging? I'm not, but I feel like Laika is. Yeah, I, I, okay. I, oh, shit, I got a three. But I got you, a 19. Okay, you're it, you're Corbin, you... Uh, All right. Well, I got a 13. Okay, yeah, so, I win. Uh, yeah, Corbin, you, you grab Fran by the wrist and you pull her into this group hug. You are not escaping this group hug, Fran. <laughs> you can't escape it. Love, <sighs> friendship... Fran, roll to fall in love. All right, I roll to fall in love. I don't act any different than usual. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you guys want to do next? Should we secure the goddess in some way? Well, she can come Strap with us. Strap her on my she? back. If you, you guys choose to take the goddess with you, mm -hmm. you are not going to be able to move freely about the city. Um, she well, is, can uh, we disguise her again? Yep, you could try. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, we know how to do it. We did it last time. We're not <laughs> leaving her ever again. Yeah. <laughs> she's coming with us forever. Yeah. If I have always. to go to the bathroom, she's coming with. Oh, oh yeah. Same. Oh, I'm just bad rolling tonight. I did nothing helpful. I got a 19. Yeah, I got a 15. Okay. Laika, you, you got this. You fucking got this. You take the bed sheet from the bed and you put it on her and then you're good to go. <laughs> Solid <laughs> bedsheet ghost. <laughs> normal. Um, I got some psychic. holes in the bedsheet. Yeah, yeah, for eyes. And yeah. the goddess is, she's laughing. She thinks it's really funny. But Fran, you you take this seriously because mm -hmm. it's serious. Mm -hmm. And you actually like are able to put together from her wardrobe an approximation of what an attendant's uniform would be. Mm -hmm. And while I'm doing it, I say, those two weren't joking. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she signs back to you. That is what makes them so endearing. <laughs> Cute. I'm blushing. Okay, so you what no reaction? Well, I'm a crow. I can't blush. <laughs> hate this. Um, Sorry. So it's also like it's middle of the night at this point. So do you guys want to sleep or you just want to start going? And Here's one thing we could do is we could... Um, we could go see the greater animals and sleep there. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. Okay. Okay. Um, so you take the goddess out with you and um, bring your animal companions, I assume, along yes. with you as well. Yes. Um, and you guys make kind of a strange procession going down the streets as mm -hmm. the three guardians and your animals and this, you know, mysterious veiled attendant. And people, they turn and they look at you and they give you some like, oh, I wonder what's going on here looks. But yeah. there's not really many people about. like, Right. And they're a bunch of preps and I stick up my middle finger at them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this district of Estra is especially quite, you know, it's pretty quiet. 
in the middle of the night. There are other parts of the city that are really busy and bustling downtown areas, but, you know, the Holy District is just, it's pretty quiet. So you guys are able to go down the main thoroughfare to the gate to the forest. So are you going to go back to the Deer Clans uh, place? Is that, is that's what's closest? Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, we should go to the Deer Clan probably, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, back home to Fran's uh, parents. So um, you guys head back into the forest, um, which you guys are all really good at navigating at night because you've done it your whole lives. Uh, The goddess is not, um, and it takes you significantly longer to get there because she keeps stumbling over roots and rocks, and she can't quite keep up with you guys. She's not as, you know, physically able. Pick her up. Yeah, I, I piggyback her. Oh, you t- give her a piggyback? That's nice. Yeah. No, yeah. I ride her. I get on her <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so you guys get to the clearing and um, mostly people are asleep. Kozu lifts her head um, as you guys enter the clearing and she stands up right away and she's, my goddess, to what do we owe such a great honor? And she bows her head very low to the goddess, who takes off her veil now that she's in this clearing, and she sort of waves her hands, says it to say, like, no, no, please don't bow to me, like, it's fine, don't worry about it. And because now Kosu is up, and, you know, they're starting to stir, and as people see the goddess, like, they, they get up, and then they get right back down on one knee. Like, everybody just, like, stands and then kneels right back down. Um, and the goddess is continuing being like, oh, no, please get please get back up. Please get back up. <laughs> <laughs> and she signs to uh, to you, Fran. She says, can you make them stop? We have more important things. Yeah, I stick up my middle finger at them. <laughs> the goddess, like, slaps your hand down. <laughs> She's like, clearly a bad idea. This is clearly a bad idea. And I go, ha, 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 ha. Corbin, you seem like you can calm a crowd. Um, hey everybody, so we've all been lied to our whole lives. No, and- no, the goddess like, <laughs> she just push, puts her hand like on your boob window, like, no, just stop, just stop. She signs to all of you, can you please tell Kosu that we need to speak with her alone? Kosu, we need to talk alone. The goddess says hey to all you guys, and she says she will sign autographs later. The goddess sort of pats your arm like, there you go. Good job. Well done. So Kosu, she turns and she bows her head to the forest and to the thickets of trees, and they part before her. And you guys walk through this corridor of trees, which as you walk into the next clearing, the corridor closes behind you. And uh, Kosu turns. What? is all of this about young guardians uh we tell her tell her all of it from top to bottom side to side Mm -hmm. and um as you talk kosu um like a corbin you cannot tell this really um you wouldn't really know but fran you can tell she is becoming very tense and very agitated and I'm worried about it, but I do not know what to do. <laughs> is she, uh, she a deer in the headlights? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, so when you describe the face, uh, the last face that you saw to her, she grows very grave. That is a description that I have only heard tale of. Never seen, but very distinct. It may be... 
that our enemy is closer than we have ever believed, for that is the face of Torva, the conqueror. So, where's Vioni if Torva is in the vessel? I don't know. We have not heard from the old gods in so long we had thought they had forgotten about us. That was, in retrospect, naive. Kosu shakes her head. If what you say is true, then this has many grave implications. Now we do not know who we can trust. If Vioni's vessel is as powerful a shapeshifter as we believe, then this is becoming very, very dangerous. Do you know where they have gone at all? Do you have any clues? They went out the door. <laughs> Thank you, Janika. Your contributions are always so enlightening. I hate you so much. <laughs> I appreciate your contributions to the conversation. Um, I, uh take out my knife and start trying to cut through the trees to get away. <laughs> I look at Laika the way that you look at like your mutual friend when you're at your other mutual friend's house and they start violently fighting with their parents. I uh, hide behind Corvin. Yeah. <laughs> it's very successful. Um, Renika, please. You're making a scene. The rest of you, you must do what you can to find proof of these claims that Cecilia has made. Do not trust anyone. We do not know what face Vioni may be wearing. And goddess, my goddess. And Kosu turns to the goddess, bows her head, very low. You are welcome to stay in my clearing, I can assure you. And all of those who are here are loyal to you and no one else. So, uh, do you guys are you guys gonna spend the night here at the uh, the deer clearing? Yeah, I make okay. a small nest out of little twigs that I find. I sleep with Gingy, you guys. Oh, I just cuddled up with Gingy. Yeah, nice. So after everyone else goes to sleep, um, I take out the necklace that I got from the robes um, that I recognize, and I cast identify on it. Oh, what does that do? You choose one object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. If it is a magic item or some other magic imbued item, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use, and how many charges it has, if any. You learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it. If you instead, oh, it doesn't matter. Okay, do you have to roll for that at all, or is it just you just do it? I think I just do it. Okay, yeah, this feels weird. The closest approximation to this magic that you've ever felt before is the goddess and her type of essence. And when you try and identify this, you're you're not getting so much of like spells. You're not getting a, a solid like. XYZ components went into this. You are instead getting these gut senses of of grounding, of permanence, of stabilizing, but you can't 
you can't fit these things together in any meaningful way. You just aren't able to process it. I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that. Because that makes me think some things that I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you want to do anything else? Uh, what is Kosu doing right now? No, she's sleeping? gone back to bed, yeah. She just, like, she close by? Yeah. I mean, you guys have gone back to the main clearing. Um, the goddess has been left in, like, the private clearing. She gets her own room. All right, so I guess I've cooled down after waiting for everyone to go to sleep. And I use shape water to make a little bit of water fly over and fall on Kosu's face. Uh, she wakes up. She sort of looks around and then looks at you and is very annoyed. Like I show on. peace signs. Ranika, what are you reaching out about? So I tiptoe on over there with the necklace in hand and I show it to her. Mm-hmm. And I say... I found this in the tunnel where the vessel of Vioni went. It was in a pile of attendance robes. That belonged to Elonia, did it not? Yeah, well, that's what I thought, too. Do you recognize this at all, other than it belonging to Elonia? I can't say that I do. It feels quite old. And I can... I have not felt something like this before. This type of magic. It begs you not to look at it. So you're thinking, like, there's probably not more than one of these, huh? (laughs) As far as I know, it's... But, like I said, I have never seen something like it before. Well... Do you think something like this could have been used to stabilize the vision that the shapeshifter was using? That is certainly possible. The way it begs permanence, the way it begs stability. Yes, that is a good theory. What do you know about Alonia? Alonia was chosen just as you were. At a young age... From the temple orphans. She was chosen because when we tested her abilities, she showed she was loyal and true, brave and wise, that she would do well as a guardian. I find it hard to believe that she would be able to carry on this impersonation for too long. But perhaps this helped blind us to what was going on. That's what I was afraid you were going to say. Franika, do not hold this by yourself. It is not something that you must bear alone. Remember, you have others by your side. Let them support you, and they will lean on you in turn. Who, <laughs> those guys? <laughs> you were all chosen, Franika. You were all tested 
to be loyal, brave, and true. You may act so flippant, and you may drive even me crazy sometimes. <laughs> But Franika, you were meant to be here now. Do not forget that. Um, I am like folding my arms and looking away. And I like quickly like wipe my face and like scurry away and go back to sleep. <laughs> okay. So Laika, roll. See if you uh you get woken up by Fran coming back to bed. No, that's a one. <laughs> oh no, you are sound asleep. Uh, so that means you are very rudely awakened when you are grabbed under the arms and hoisted to your feet by someone who's coming from behind you. And I'm gonna have you gonna have a strength contest here i want to kick them in the face oh, in a you cool can, acrobatic move you can try and they rolled pretty badly i got a 19 plus. yeah you you do it then yeah. they roll a five so uh your sense is honed and you, because also you are just super on edge with everything that's happened you you leap to your senses as soon as you're so rudely awoken and you are able to leverage yourself over and sort of Use your upper body strength and your core strength to flip yourself up so that you basically throw this guy back and into the ground. Then I kick him in the face. Yeah, and then, well, as you get up, you scramble up to your feet to kick him in the face, and it is Buddy. It's your mentor, Aww. Buddy. He goes, oh, kid, oh, kid, oh, kid. Ah, you win, you win, you win. Good job, good job, kid. Buddy, this is a fucked up way to greet someone you're mentoring. I just want to make sure you are on your toes. I'm on my toes and I'll be traumatized for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know what I always find helps with that? Let's wrestle. Come on, let's wrestle, kid. Let's wrestle. All right, buddy. It is like 3 a.m., but sure. Uh, so you and buddy at 3 in the morning, you wrestle. I feel like this explains a lot about like what Laika is like. Because <laughs> Buddy's my only example. Oh, did you roll three? Yeah. Oh god, he rolled a two. Ah, oh, you guys are equally matched. I barely. We're just tired. Because why would you be wrestling at three a.m.? I sleep. Here's the thing. This is not unusual. Buddy has done this to you a lot in your life. He just like is like wakes you it's up in the an middle. Asshole. Well, he wants to make sure that you're like you're ready, you're ready to get up and it's defend fair. against any threat. Um, so he has routinely throughout your life uh, woken you up in the middle of the night by trying to carry you off or um, <laughs> like wrestle you or just like uh, stab you or he stabs <laughs> you. Yeah. So you guys wrestle and it's um it's not the best wrestling match you've ever had, but you are able to overcome, buddy. Like, and that's pretty good. Like he's a big dude, kid. You make me proud. Coming back to the forest here just to, to beat up your old man like this. <laughs> I heard the, the wolves were talking about you guys had come back in the forest. I had to come see it myself. Buddy, things have been pretty shitty. Honestly, I could use some advice. Like, I'm very scared and I feel like I'm not able to handle this situation because I'm only 16 and I'm going through oh, puberty. Kid. Oh, kid. Okay, kid. <laughs> oh, ooh. deep breath. My voice is cracking. Deep breath. Deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> and he leads you so through some breathing exercises that are just deeply incorrect. Um, so 
Everybody says, all right. Keep your head on straight. Keep your horns forward. What? Keep your head on straight. Keep your horns forward. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking car horns, which don't exist in this universe. I have horns. Yes. I got it. Yes. <laughs> Listen, Laika, you know, I wasn't prepared when I became a guardian either. And it didn't turn out great for me. I mean, I'm not going to spin you some, some cob's webs. <laughs> I ain't gonna spin you no cobs webs about this, but right, but you you've learned from my mistakes, and now you're gonna be able to face this head on, horns buddy, forward, buddy. I saw a guy with glass teeth though, and I just I can't. That's get messed that up. My head. Yeah, <laughs> buddy, you, you're with me on this. It's messed up, and I think he's the dad. What? He's the dad of the goddess. That's bullshit. I know that. I know. I know the dad. He's a dude. He's a good dude. Who's the dad? His. I think his name's like, like Mark. <laughs> Where's Mark now? I don't know. Mark. <laughs> I, I kind of. I kind of disengaged from all that when I, you know, went to train you. I. I don't. I don't. We didn't keep in touch. We weren't close. I'm just confused. Mark was a good guy. He came by the temple every once in a while. Left, you know, flowers and stuff. Normal offerings. Good dude. Did he seem like he had glass teeth, maybe? Nah, seemed like he had totally normal teeth for a human. <laughs> well, I'll pass this on. Maybe maybe we were led astray. Thanks. You're welcome, kid. Listen. I believe in you. Thanks, buddy. I believe in you, too. You mean that? Yes. I guess. <laughs> he gives you a big hug, like, big bear hug. His arms are made for hugging. And he's uh, gonna hug you. You guys are gonna have to roll for that. Roll right. for hugging. I got a one. Oh, oh no! So you sort of just go limp in <laughs> in Buddy's big strong orc arms. He didn't roll great either, but he rolled better than a one. So uh, he just gives you this big crushing bear hug around your whole body that like your armor kind of starts to dent from buddy please please i need to breathe uh, oh sorry sorry kid sorry kid listen I'll, I'll let you go back to sleep i just knew that you know i got a whole other group of sprouts that i'm training now and i didn't think i'd be able to come by and i thought you could use a little more little nighttime rest thanks dad i appreciate it uh i mean buddy i mean buddy <laughs> It's okay, son. <laughs> okay. Um, one more thing that to happen uh, before we move on um, is actually for Corbin. Yeah, Corbin, you when you go to sleep, you have that dream. Mm. That one we mentioned it in our first episode. The dream of fire falling from the sky. Um, and this time, I'm gonna have you roll a wisdom check. Oh shit. Alright. Uh, that is uh, 16 okay. plus 4. So. No, you're good. You're good. So, only this time you see the sky behind the fire turn into this inky purple void filled with stars. And then everything falls away. And you're floating in this void. Love it. And you look behind you and you see this woman reaching towards you. And I'm going to have you roll perception. Uh, that is 15 plus. That'll do it. She reaches towards you and you you realize, you look and you see she has 
the crow feather earrings and the wolf's tooth necklace and the the antler bracelets. This is the goddess. Shit. Um, but you don't recognize her. And then every time you look at her, she looks different, like an entirely different person. Oh. And she grabs you by the hand, and you feel something hit your chest, like a like a horse kicking you in the chest. Roll the Constitution. Oh God. Fifteen plus three. Okay. So you feel this hit you in the chest like a kick, and then the world just falls apart. And you just see these images, one after the other, and they're too fast for you to understand. And you see this strange city, and it's cut out of a mountain, and you see a man, and he's covered in blood. And you see a tree, and you see a lake, and you see a desert, and you see lightning in the sky, and you see a world on fire, and you see a girl handing you the body of a vulture. I'm gonna have you make another wisdom check. Oh, God. Uh, that's 13 plus four. And you wake up in their tears streaming down your face. Oh, I sob quietly. And you don't remember any of it. No! Oh, that's so mean. Cat, you're the worst! <laughs> oh, I sob harder! I look over at Corbin and I'm also crying and I'm like, <laughs> you too, buddy, huh? Party animals. It's me, Noel Fran. Not now, but usually. My lord, my lord. It is the last episode of our first arc, and things are about to get crazy, y'all guys. So, the next thing to be posted will be our Festival of Lights arc recap in a couple weeks, done in incredible news report style. And then our question and answer episode, which we'll be taking questions for until Saturday, March 25th. Uh, we thought we were going to record it sooner, which is why we've been announcing it for about 100 years at this point. But this is the actual deadline. For real, no lies. I wouldn't. It's the truth. Please send those questions to Dames and Dragons on Tumblr, Dragon Dames on Twitter, or post them to the Dames and Dragons Facebook page. We've already gotten some really good ones, uh, but we're definitely accepting more. And any that don't get answered in the episode will be answered in text form. So if you're curious about anything, let us know. ARC 2 will be posted starting on Monday, May 1st. Until then, we will be recording more content and getting ready for a summer with less time to record, and I will be composing and editing up a storm. We will also be posting deleted scenes on Tumblr and doing occasional live video streams on Facebook, so I would encourage you to follow or like us respectively on both of those platforms to get that sweet, sweet goss. We'll also be posting some promos there for you guys to share and enjoy, I guess. As always, I want to so profusely thank everyone listening to and sharing our podcast. I've noticed quite a few new names liking, following, and reblogging this week, and hopefully we're on our way to seeing even more. You guys are honestly so wonderful, attentive, and kind, and we look forward to getting to know you all even better. Again, send your questions before March 25th to get them answered in our Q&A episode. After this episode, I think you might have some. And now for a message to Chantel. We, we got to tell her to listen. Chantel, you are a beautiful owl, and I just want you to spread your wings and your big wide eyes and just turn see. your head 
um, a full 180 degrees. Turn it around. Also, I still have your Suspiria DVD. Actually, I think it's Cody's, but I've had it for a long time, and I will give it back sometime. <laughs> Anyways, you're great. Chantel, the code word is Juicy Wizards. So your world's been flipped on its head and you went back to the place that is familiar to you. You went back to the forest, had some touching interactions with mentors and deer and uh, dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is morning, it is the morning after, the sun is shining, the birds are chirping. Corbin, when you wake up and you look in the sky, you see a couple of crows fly overhead and you feel like, oh, thank God, something normal in the world. I squawk at them. <clears throat> you have to give him a nice friendly squawk. Yeah, hello. give him a nice friendly squawk. Uh, can oh. you demonstrate that squawk? <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I regret asking. I, well. I, I regret you asking. <laughs> That's um, your and, crow? Yeah, it sounds just like a real crow. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Corbin, you, you feel distinctly off. You do not mm. remember okay. your dream at all, but you just. It's like this feeling in the pit of your stomach. You like you look and you see something. And you feel like you've seen it before, but I you hate can't that. place it at all. Um, it's very unsettling. But the rest of you are uh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Um, you guys have a couple things you want to finish up before we uh, head into the festival of lights. That's correct? right. Okay. That's right. Um, so, which one of these things do you want to do first? Um, I think we should. Check out the book first. So that was the book from the library that was missing mm -hmm. or that you guys took to the restorationist. Yes. It looked like someone from The Sims had um, stomped it in some grapes. Right. Oh, yeah. Now I remember that whole thing. So are you going to take the goddess with you or did you land on that? Or do you want to leave her with the deer clan? Take her with because they have a lot of random shapeshifters in their midst. Not a lot, but I suppose one is enough. Mm -hmm. uh, so before you go... One of the deer attendants in training comes up to you, Fran. She is a half-gnome, half-halfling, uh, which is something I, I haven't really had a chance to mention about Estra, is that there are a lot of interesting mixes of different races because it is such a small, enclosed population. Um, they've kind of combined every race in every conceivable way that is physically possible. So you have, you know, people that are halfling orcs or like elf halflings, elf gnomes, like all sorts of different combinations. Um, but she is a, a half, half halfling, half gnome. Um, and she comes up to you, Fran, and she's holding um, attendance robes. And she says, I, I don't know if it's appropriate for me to offer these to the goddess, but please, I believe this will work more properly as a disguise. Do I know her? Uh, yeah, actually you do. Not very well. Um, her name is Huberta. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she was always trying to be really helpful to you, okay. and you always brushed her off when you lived here. <laughs> um, oh, that's surprising. <laughs> so, I say, hey, 
Hubert, right? It's it's good to see you. It's Huberta, but you know, you're close enough. Oh, it's just a nickname from me to you. <laughs> you give it you gave me a nickname? I was yep. I sure did. I thought of it earlier. I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you too. could use these um uh fran says thank you and she um takes the uh robes okay and quickly hurries away (laughs) (laughs) she love i don't know fran do you give these robes to the goddess um yeah (laughs) no i steal them (laughs) (laughs) no um i am gonna give the robes to the goddess i'll hand those right over Great, yeah, she changes into them, and she looks just like any of the other attendants. The, okay. the veil is uh, has an advantage that way. I have an idea. I just want to make sure none of us get passed as, as like, shapeshifters, so, like, Corbin leaves to go off oh, to do something, yeah. and he comes back, and he's like, I'm Corbin, and it's actually a shapeshifter. Great yeah. Corbin So impression. I think we need, like, a password that only the goddess would know, only mm-hmm. we would know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll ask them a question, and then it's, like, a response that they have to give back. That's a great idea. What do you want your code word to be? Mm. Barf. Is there something that would, like, make sense with the lore? Like, a oh, question yeah. and an that answer? Oh, yeah, that might be better than barf. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, barf has a really right, good fine. ring to it. Okay, and also... <laughs> Let's be real. Would you guys honestly pick something that has to do no, with lore? No, that's true. You guys right. would pick barf. That's fair. We have to have a question. Yeah. yeah. Um. What's a really good question that the answer is barf? Um, What'd you do last night? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it. Sounds great. All right. So you guys set up this this code word. What'd you do last night? Barf. <laughs> We all love it. <laughs> we all love it. It's great. It's awesome. What does the goddess say about it? She gets a kick out of that. She thinks it's very funny. So you guys are ready to head out of the forest and go to the restorationist. And while you're walking, you notice that the goddess is looking around a lot, fascinated by the city. And this is very different from the last time you walked through the city with her. Um, in which she was this very serene, kind of imposing, regal figure, and now she just looks like she looks like a tourist. I'm I'm right there with her. Like it's great. And oh, she signs to you, and she says, "You know, like I've never seen this side of the city. I've only ever been on the main thoroughfares. This is amazing. We'll go shopping later." <laughs> Um, so you head to the Restorationist, and there's piles of books everywhere, and this time, uh, from behind one of the piles of books, a tiefling man pops out. Dad! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and he's, he's very old, and he's got, like, wispy gray hair kind of coming out from the base of his horns. Like, little white scrunchies at the base of his (laughs) horns. That's all the hair that he has. (laughs) Um, and he has these thick round glasses that make his eyes just like 10 times bigger and he looks at you all and goes ah, what can I do for you yeah I speak in infernal to him so I'm like go and he's like I step 
closer to Fran because I'm scared. I hold on to Corbin tightly. Yeah. So that pretty much covers it. We're here to get the book. Oh, <laughs> let me get that for you. So he uh, leaves and he comes back. Now, it's not perfect, but I was able to do something with it. You're at least able to read it now. So he hands you back the book, um, and it is, it's wine-stained, like it's, all the pages are kind of purpley now, but you can at least read the text. And, you know, I'm gonna have all of you make intelligence rolls just to see if you can find anything that's actually worth reading in the book. I got a five, so. I got a twelve. Thirteen. So, what you do find in the book is that it is a book about the magic of the old gods. And what you can find in there, just kind of by putting your heads together, looking through it pretty quickly, that there is a chapter that was particularly badly ruined, and it's still pretty hard to read, even after everything the Restorationist has done. Um, but it is on mortal vessels that the old gods would take. And it has a, a list of requirements. And some of these you already know, but it says that a mortal vessel cannot be alive. Gods cannot possess any living thing. And that any vessel that is inhabited by the spirit of a god, the death of that vessel had to be dedicated to that god. And you also find out from this book that as long as a vessel exists, it can be re-inhabited by another god. Otherwise, what's in this book is that it talks a lot about that the magic of the old gods is a magic. It's not this otherworldly divine force as it is often misconstrued to be, that it is just the most powerful form of magic in this world, and that true divinity only exists in the forces, and it is very rarely observed. So that is that is what you learn from just a cursory glance at the book. Hmm. So uh, is there anything else you want to try and learn from the Restorationist? Um, who does his hair? And also, if he is related to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, I do my own hair, kid. <laughs> well, it looks great. I've been doing my own hair like this since the day I was born. Um, I shape my own hair into horns like his with little tufts at the bottom. Hey, that's a great look. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> you belong on the cover of a magazine. <laughs> um, Fran blushes. Um, is is he related to like? Oh no, hell no, no, not at all. No. Does he know who my parents were? No. There's lots <laughs> no, of teeth. You are. Well, I just had to ask. All right. Listen, we'll- kid, you look just like any of the other tiefling orphans. There's a bunch of them. So you're definitely a tiefling. So you're mm. definitely an orphan. I I write down something on like a pad of paper, like a detective does, and then I like nod and I say. All right, <laughs> get moving. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, are you? Are what are you doing with this book? By the way, are you taking um, it with you? Yeah, Burn let's it. take it with mm-hmm. us. Okay. So you take the book with you. Uh, you leave the cool old restorationist with his cool hair. What do you want to do next? What's the next thing you want to um, finish up? So I still have that vial of potion from the lantern that seems suspicious mm-hmm. and considering that the festival of lights is today and it may or may not be about to like poison some people or play into um Vioni and torva's plan uh, i think we should check it out i don't know exactly where we should take it though that's a good question um d- well should we ask the restorationist yeah. about that yeah 
right, we quickly go back into the restoration ah, shop. You're back. I take out the file and I say, do you know anything about like general chemistry or do you know who w- would know? Hmm, I know a bit. Let me take a look at that. All right, I hand it over. Let's see how much he knows. Oh, oh, oh shit. Did he, he nat 20? He nat yeah. 20'd on that. Um, so he, he looks at this and he goes, yeah, I don't know jack shit. What? <laughs> what? This is, I can tell you this, this is way outside my realm of knowledge. Come on, dad. I'm not your dad. Just We're going to keep putting that out. I'm not your dad. Okay. Look. My area of expertise is in restoring books. Now, I could tell you if this was an ink. I could tell you if it was a dye. I could tell you if it was a spectral... A spectral... <laughs> what am I, Giger? What am I, Giger? I could tell you up, down, and sideways if this was calligraphy. But what I cannot tell you is anything about this nonsense. It looks like nothing I've ever seen. It looks like something I've never seen. This is... (laughs) I'm starting to hate this guy. Here's what I can tell you. You should go to the magician's workshop. They have the equipment available to test this type of thing. They made it, and they clearly don't know that it's evil. I can't tell you if it's evil or not. I'm just a restorationist. Like a, <laughs> we're telling he, you it's evil. <laughs> I hate this guy so much. I'm sorry, the natural twenty is nothing. He's can can we kill this guy? <laughs> the goddess looks very alarmed at that suggestion, I and was she just, signs. I was just she signs kidding. a definite no. I was just kidding, my goddess. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's just a joke. Look. Let me tell you something. No, we're leaving. <laughs> you just leave. We run out. Yeah. <laughs> leave on him, okay? I hate my dad so much. <laughs> um, I bond with Laika like 20, <laughs> 20 times more. We, we come up with a secret handshake. I wink at the end and I'm like, you're all right. Yeah. I just lay on the floor for a little bit and then I get back up and I'm cool. Or I'm acting cool, but I'm like really happy about it. <laughs> Corbin, what are you doing? I'm... Staring at the ground, <laughs> I, I I'm like Corbin. Let's I teach you the secret. Handshake. I feel I feel uneasy. I don't get it. I try to do it, but I can't. The goddess I also tries. She tries to do the secret handshake. Oh shit! She's really good at it. Oh. She is immediately. She not only does she do the secret handshake, she expands on it. Oh nice! She adds a new riff. Looks like we're a cool gang now. Yeah, except then, for Corbin. I, <laughs> Corbin, yeah. she yeah. takes your hand and just gives it a nice firm handshake. Aww. I tear up. There's one tear that comes down my cheek. <laughs> and she signs to you, you have to stop crying every time I touch you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, so she actually, she looks over at you, Fran, and she um, motions to you and signs, can I see that file? Um, yeah, you can sure see it. Mm-hmm. We stole this from right under your nose, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she pulls her veil aside to make a very pointed facial expression at you. I respect that. I respect that. Disapproval. <laughs> but she looks at the file anyway. And uh, she sort of holds it up to the light and then 
shakes her head and hands it back to you and says, why do you want to look into this? I think just because we were really suspicious of um, Cecilia and Cordelia, and they're the ones that came up with this new compound, and we thought it was suspicious that they would be putting their time into that. She signs, okay, well, he said we should go to the magician's workshop, Mm -hmm. so why don't we go there? All right, let's go. Yeah, so you go there, and it is busy. Like, they are carting out these lanterns by the basketful, by the armful. They are running them back and forth, and people are working like crazy to get these things ready. And it is just this chaos. Nobody pays attention to you. Shall I scream? No. <laughs> yeah, do your bird call. Don't yeah. scream! <laughs> uh, so, Corbin, as you do your, your bird call, uh, <laughs> There is someone who t- like stops and looks at you. Uh, they, just one. Just one. Yeah, actually, it is just one. Uh, but he is a uh, probably like half orc, half tiefling, if you had to Ooh. guess. Dad? <laughs> no, I'm not your dad. You Whoa. sound like me, so listen. <laughs> I can't have this conversation. It's too busy right now. What What are you kids doing here? What do you want? Um, we, uh, we, uh, we are here for a good reason. <laughs> and we are here to, um, announce that you're all so, under arrest. The goddess puts her hand out and she just puts her hand out to you, Fran. And then she takes a step forward and she takes off her veil she sort of pauses and lets people look at her. And then everybody, it's the same thing like everywhere you've been, every time people see her face, they just get down on one knee. I say, that's right. So you can turn yourselves in one at a time and you can line up to my left. <laughs> the tiefling orc from his place on the ground. We've just only been been trying to get everything ready for the festival. What, I don't understand what we've done to displease you, my goddess. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you. <laughs> in the court of law. Or should I say in the court of Ka? Like Ka Ka Crow. You also have the right to an attorney. <laughs> Um, okay, the anyway. goddess. Okay, the goddess is just shaking her head furiously while you guys are talking. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. She she uh, signs to you guys. Like, please translate. Like, please tell them what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you you got this. No one is under arrest. We only are asking to requisition one of your laboratories. Okay, I say no one is under arrest yet, and we need one of your laboratories right away. I, I don't understand what's going on, but okay, okay, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, take the, the first one on the left. Thank you. We'll also need um, a beautiful assistant. I'll send you my most beautiful assistant right away. <laughs> r- right away, my goddess. And, uh, so you guys go to this this laboratory, and it is a mess. Like this is clearly somebody's personal laboratory. Um, there is a family picture on the wall oh. of uh, a beautiful human family. There's some old coffee cups, uh, but there's also a bunch of perfectly good uh, lab equipment. Uh, so before we start, my goddess, regardless of how these lanterns turn out, I don't know if we should go through with the Festival of Lights. Why not? Because it seems like 
Cecilia and Cordelia are planning something. Don't it's, you remember they were trying to block off all the exits and keep us away from you? It's clearly going to be a coup d'etat. My God, she said, Cecilia and Cordelia, who knows where they are? And if I don't make this appearance, then things are just going to look worse. I mean, they haven't told me much, but I know that I'm not trusted. What if we just postpone it for like a year's time? Then it's next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. What if we postponed it for like a month? Then it's not the... <laughs> what if you change the calendar? <laughs> oh my goddess. You can do She's, whatever you want. Yeah. She makes it a silencing gesture. No. No. I will not do this. I have to show my people that I am their goddess. And if there are forces that are attempting to keep me from doing that, then it is all the more reason that I should show up for them. All right. Okay. Your funeral and my funeral and Corbin's funeral and Leica's funeral. I'm ready to die for the cause. <sighs> and then your beautiful assistant comes in, uh, and he is tall, dark, and beautiful. And beautiful. Uh, <laughs> he is a. Is he a dwarf? Yes. Yeah. He's a <laughs> tall, dark, beautiful dwarf named Swan Roxon. Yes. And he says, "Hello, ladies. What can <laughs> I help you with?" Uh, and he says this, looking directly at you, Corbin. Oh, uh, hello. Uh, yes. Uh, we need you to to run some chemical tests on the on this uh these lantern things that we've got here. We need you to figure out if something is amiss, like well, gunpowder. Or poison. Poison? Or. Well, I suppose I can run a full battery of tests, but I can tell you I've been working on the compound myself, and it's nothing but a chromatic powder. Like, oh gosh, she signs and asks you guys to translate. And she says, you know, we just need you to run whatever tests you can. We just want to be extra sure. Please, she says. This is coming directly from me. <laughs> and, and I say, safety first, bitch, straight from the goddess. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, uh, I guess I will, uh, I will uh, get right to work at this. And he, he is very uncomfortable, but he does run his tests. Okay. Uh, as he's running his tests, um, at first it seems like things are going pretty smoothly. Like he's just like... Ticking off boxes, running his test, ticking off a box, and he runs another test, and ticks off another box, and then he runs another test, and then, and then he stops. And he looks around, and he runs another test. And he runs another test. And then he leaves the room, and he doesn't say anything to you guys, but he just leaves the room. Uh... Then he comes back, and he, he has a couple more vials, and he runs another test, and he Sort of shakes his head and goes, hmm. I don't know why it's doing this. Treason. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's not anything bad. It's just, it's more reflective than I thought it would be. Reflective? I mean, it, we've run plenty of tests on it, and I guess the way the magic is built on it, but I... I open up my divine sense. <sighs> what do I get? There is something 
divine about it. Um, like when you look at the goddess who is this blinding pure divinity in the room, and then you look at this, and you can tell they're in the same school. So it's good. It is a pure white light. But is it actually that, or is it just reflecting the goddess? Uh, I asked the goddess just to step outside the room. She does. She doesn't quite understand why, but she does. Does the vial change? Yeah, actually, it does. It, it is less, less reflective. Mm, I tell her she can come back in, and then I share my information with you guys. Ah. The reflectiveness aside, I can tell you there's no poison. It's not gunpowder. It's not going to explode in any way except for into some pretty colors in the sky. Mm. It's what it's made to do. Let's uh, let's do a test. Let's see one go off. Sure. Okay. Um, so you guys go out to the courtyard and you take a lantern with you. And he steps back and sort of gestures to the goddess. She squares up her shoulders and she lifts her hands toward the sky. And the lantern begins to float. And it floats up and up into the sky. And you can't really see it very well because it's daytime. But there is. There's this pop of just this brilliant crimson red in the sky. And it fades away. Mm. But other than that, you don't see anything. Red? Yeah. Are they all red? Well, why does it matter if they're red? Because isn't that Torva's color? I mean, I suppose. What I'm thinking more is that this is some kind of power conductor. And it's going to be used <laughs> against us. Okay. Or some kind of, yeah, like reflecting thing yeah, I think of magical power. We got to convince power. them to go back to the old old school lanterns. Yes. <laughs> You're going to have to talk to my boss. I'm Damn just it. your beautiful All assistant. All right, let's talk to your boss. Okay, so you go talk to his boss, which was the tiefling orc. And he is in the middle of directing people, you know, they're in overtime here. He goes, what? My, my goddess, what can we do for you? And she says, you know, um, I think my attendants can best explain it. <laughs> Corbin, you give it a shot. All right. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm gonna have you roll to convince this guy. Oh yes. Oh, my persuasion's not very good. Uh, that's a six plus one, which is seven. But I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Would, you hitched your horse to this wagon. I'm gonna make a great case for myself. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah. So I think that uh, considering that you're all the you know, idiots who let basically like an evil villain dictate what you put <laughs> what, inside your compound. What are you talking about? What uh, evil villain? I think I know what I'm talking about. You let an evil villain decide I, what was going to go inside your compound. My, my goddess, what is he talking about? And the goddess is looking at me like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm she, gonna, I, let's <laughs> I put a silent image of the old lanterns um, in front of the goddess. You know, I just think like there's all this new technology in the world and it's like we can always think we can do better and better but like look at this old lantern look at this classic symbol this is what estra is about just old lanterns <laughs> so i really think but swan that, rocks and cuts in we don't have any of the old lanterns i step we on his foot ow why would you do that we don't so it's settled then we don't have any 
We didn't make any of the old lanterns. We make these specially each year. It's a months-long ordeal to make these. Can How hard would it be to switch out the compound and not change the lanterns? Impossible. I could stand here and explain to you the complex chemistry that goes into making each one of these lanterns, but I don't think that'd be a productive mm, use of time. Guy who's going to go back to the old lanterns says what? <laughs> okay, the goddess, she shakes her head. She says, enough. Enough. I understand your concerns. I understand that with all that has happened recently, we have to be careful. But chasing down leads about lanterns is not, this is just a waste of our time. Here's what we will do. We will remove the banners and the decorations of those types that Cordelia and Cecilia were suggesting. We will do our best to nullify any of those efforts. We will double our guard. I will still make my appearance. These lanterns will still go up. And as soon as we are done, you will escort me back to the forest. On one condition. Yes, Laika. We use my old master's system, the buddy system. And we are never, ever apart from you. We are tied by ropes to each other, literally. This also explains a lot about Laika. If this was the system that uh, she was That is buddy's system. Buddy's got a good system. Um, I'm sure kindergartens for years to come will use such a system. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, the goddess does not seem to be very receptive to our ideas about stopping this madness. I mean, like, what good argument have you really presented her that you have kind of a hunch based on the... like know that old lanterns are better. <laughs> yeah, like that's a great argument. Technology is scary. All right. Well, well, we did what we could. You did what you could. Um. So yeah, let's get into the festival of lights. So you guys return to the city temple, and you are greeted by a lot of very worked up attendants. Like they, have <laughs> you went missing. The goddess went missing overnight. Cecilia Cordelia went missing. Everybody is. Freaking out? Actually, uh, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, the goddess is like the you know tippy top, but like, is there like um like a political council or some second tier group of people that like should know about a potential danger? Um, that's a good question. Um, yeah, yes, but it would have been Cecilia and Cordelia. Like, they are the next people down from the goddess. They are, like, her okay. most trusted advisors. And then there is also, like, the high-level clergy, but they're not really involved in the state matters. The goddess is kind of, like, it for government in Estra, which has worked really, really well for thousands of years because she's been a single presence. Right. I mean, what better leader than the one who literally remembers everything from the beginning of your your civilization. Mm-hmm. Can we let the guard know? Yeah, actually, yeah, you can. You can let them know um, as much as you want to let them know. So we want to tell the guard of Estra mm-hmm. that extra guard should be placed around the goddess, that Cecilia or Cordelia or anyone uh, looking suspicious in dear attendance robes should not be allowed anywhere near the goddess, that they are suspected of treason and plotting against the goddess, mm-hmm. and that if they see anything suspicious, they should let us know. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you guys, after you get changed into your ceremonial armor um, and you look like 10 out of 10 stunner babes, <laughs> you go with the goddess as she is getting 
prepared and there's the crow and the wolf attendant you guys met on day one who have kind of stepped up to be the goddess's attendants they paint the gold designs on her skin and they do her hair for her and it's a very involved long process so just as the sun is starting to set you guys get in formation the goddess leads well in front of her are two guards and that's the goddess and that's the three of you close behind her her two attendants, and then some more guards exit into the courtyard. And throughout the day, as you guys have been getting ready, the magician's workshop attendants uh, have been hard at work getting everything set up. There is just this field of lanterns all around the temple square, surrounding the stage and the rows of chairs. You all walk through the gates from the main temple down into this packed temple square and it just bursts into applause everybody is on their feet cheering screaming losing their minds like people are so excited to see their goddess and as you walk through the crowd this pathway of golden light begins to unfold with every step the goddess takes through this crowd and it just shines like this beacon as you approach the stage and there are chairs set up where there's some important city officials and important clergy they're seated at the front of the crowd everyone else is just elbowing for room they're trying to get in close they're trying to get a look at the goddess but there are guards everywhere and they're you know holding people back and uh, keeping people away from the goddess so you guys have shifted your places a bit since rehearsal after finding out what you found out um, and you're no longer standing far away from the goddess on the stage. You are right up with her. However, Cecilia's place has now been taken by the crow attendant. She seems pretty nervous. Like, this is not her job. <laughs> she's not supposed to be up here. This is not her place. But she's she's soldiering on. She's doing it. Um, you all take your places. And the goddess raises her open palms to the crowd to call for silence. And everyone is silent. And they're all staring at her in awe and reverence. And the crow attendant steps up to the edge of the stage and she casts a spell to amplify her voice. And her hands are shaking as she's holding this little uh, scrap of paper. And you can see it's kind of damp, like her hands have been kind of sweaty. Like, And she says, the goddess welcomes you to, to this uh, evening of remembrance, mourning, and celebration. Tonight, we pay tribute to all of those who were lost in the Great Calamity. We pay tribute to those who fell victim to the cruel machinations of the gods of old. We pay tribute to those unable to escape the fires. Tonight, we send our lights to the heavens, so they know they are not forgotten. They will never be forgotten. We few on this tiny island continue to honor their memory. We continue on, journeying through the dark, dreaming of a world that was lost to us before we even knew it. Tonight, we celebrate our continued survival. We send our dreams to those no longer able to dream with us. We send our prayers 
for continued peace, safety, and prosperity. She finishes the speech and crumples up this little damp paper in her hands. And the goddess puts her hand on the uh, attendant's elbow. And she gives her this smile. Tell her that she's done a good job. And she steps, you know, in front of the attendant and she hurries back. And the goddess stands at the edge of the stage. And she's cradling a lantern in her hands. And as, as she steps forward, a tiefling child breaks through to the front of the crowd. Um, and everybody sort of, like, panics a little bit at first. But the goddess, she just sort of kneels down. And she holds out a hand to him and brings him up on stage with her. Uh, I, I step forward next to the goddess. I'm mm-hmm. watching this kid. She sees that you guys are starting to sort of gear up to... You know, step destroy four. a child. <laughs> destroy this child. Kill him. Um, but, and she holds a hand up to you guys. And she takes this child's hands in hers. And together, they lift up the lantern into the sky. And it floats up. And as it does, all of the other lanterns light and they float upwards. And it's beautiful. Like, every single one is its own individual color. It's representing each of the individual lives that were lost and all of the individual wishes of the residents of Estra. They float up into the sky in this beautiful rainbow of lights. And the child is looking up and is just delighted. And I'm going to have you all make perception checks. Yay, yay, yay. On that baby. I see nothing. Oh, I got a uh, 20, but not natural 20. Oh, got a 14. Okay. Uh, Laika, you are also enchanted by the lights. You are absolutely delighted by this. <laughs> hot, hot, it hot, is hot. amazing. You guys, however, see in the alleyway, one of the ones that should have been covered, but it's not. Anymore, you see an archer step out um, and take aim. And you two make dex checks, uh, Fran mm-hmm. and Corbin. Again, a 20, but not a natural 20. Okay. I got a 19. Okay. Corbin, you you act swiftly and decisively. You run up and you just shove the goddess out of the way. But as you do this, the arrow hits you in the shoulder. And people scream. There is just the beginnings of panic. And then you look up and you you see these all these lights in the sky are turning it pink. This brilliant like bright pink. Like in Corbin's damn dream. Yeah. (laughs) And as more lanterns reach the barrier, you see that every time they're hitting it, it's turning this brighter and brighter pink until it begins to disintegrate. And there's this huge gust of wind as the barrier comes down all at once suddenly, and you're all going to have to make dex checks. 17. I rolled exactly what I rolled last time. Jesus, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I did That's an 8 for me. Oh, no. Uh, Fran and Corbin, you are able to stay upright, but uh, Laika, you and the goddess are both knocked over, and um, I'm going to have you make another deck save. To grab her? Mm-hmm. Okay. Shit, that's a 5, okay. 7. Yeah, you aren't able to grab her, and she is knocked away from you guys. And... This scene has quickly turned into chaos and panic as people are being blown over and there's just this 
powerful wind that is ripping through the entire city. You look out and you see banners are flying off of buildings and windows are shattering um, with this sheer force of the wind. Can I make, like, either an acrobatics check? I'm not sure what it would be. I want to try and throw myself in the direction that the goddess is going so I can try and grab her again. Yeah, yeah. 21. Okay, yeah, you're able to. So you... You throw yourself into the wind, and you are able to grab onto her hand. And now both of you are being blown along, and you actually are, you land. You do land just a little ways away, but as you land, the ground begins to crack under your feet. And it's like the whole island is beginning to shake, and the ground opens up, and you're falling. You and the goddess are falling. And Corbin and Fran, where are you guys? Um, I, I don't know. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, I guess, suppose, I suppose you guys are still on the stage. Yeah, um, you didn't fall Can down. we see where they're going? Yeah, they've been blown uh, probably 100 yards away at this point. Okay, um, well, I'm going to grab onto Corbin. Corbin, grab onto me. I grab onto you. <laughs> you grab onto each other. You grab onto each other. We are holding each other very yeah. tightly. And I think we should go where the goddess yeah, is going. Yeah, try to jump into the wind. Dive, and... dive after her? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so as you guys run, you know, into the wind, running after her, you see in front of you as buildings are starting to topple. Things are just starting to crack and crumble. And you hear people screaming as they are thrown out of buildings and off of balconies and the the ground is cracking open and people are falling into the sky fires are starting as you know hearths are sheared in two um and you guys jump after the goddess into the sky but there's nothing under there you all are free falling as the island above you is crumbling all right. Well, I have feather fall. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> also, are animals with us? Yeah, they were with you. Yeah, but they um, follow us. Yeah, well, and they're following you. Burger Jurger can fly. Yeah, so. Burger Jurger can fly. Burger Jurger's doing okay. Um, actually, Gingy and Bay are um, they're up on the island still, and they're they're clinging to a piece of falling rubble as it's tilting down. No, Gingy. Um, can I have Burger Jurger go help the other animal companions yes, somehow? Okay, yeah, I tell Burger Jurger to go do that. Okay, so Burger Jurger, uh, heeding your command, swoops to the rescue of the other two animal companions. And as you see Burger Jurger get there, she barely avoids a piece of falling rubble, <sighs> but you can't see what happens next. That blocks your view. Okay. And so Fran has cast Featherfall. And in the wind, not falling down, that means now you're just going to be blown around hither and thither. Like, like I'm going to have you make another save to stay entwined with the goddess. And okay. Corbin and Fran, I'm going to have you guys make saves Is to stay together. strength or death? Uh, yeah, I'll have you make strength because you guys are holding holding on to each other. That is 15. Okay. Yeah, she, that'll, that'll do. Okay. I rolled a 19. Yeah. 15. Okay. Are you guys holding on to each other or yeah. Yeah. following us? Have we gotten close mm-hmm. enough to grab onto Laika or the... I mean, you are free falling at this point. You... Yeah. I mean, we're falling at 60 feet per round. Yeah. Which is considerably slower. And there are... I mean, you can see people are casting Featherfall. I mean, pretty much everybody on this island knows some form of magic. But there's nothing to land on. You are free falling into the sky 
and the island is just disintegrating above you. And as you're all trying to get to each other, as you're trying to stay safe, there's a moment. And everything goes still. And Laika, you see, as you're holding on to the goddess, her eyes are glowing bright golden. And she reaches out, and it's like she reaches into the sky and holds up Estra for just another moment. And the island is stable, and it's okay for a second. And everybody has stopped falling and stopped being blown around by these winds. But she can't hold it. She can't carry it anymore. And her eyes go dull, and she passes out, and just everything spins out of control. Pieces of the island go flying in different directions. Some of them go east, west, down, up. It explodes. And you're alone. And you're falling. And Estra has fallen. <laughs>